0: Come one, come all. It's Super Empty, episode 21, the season finale.
1: So that's what you're going for.
0: I wanted to have that that okay. carnival yeah. feel, and that's what we have here. So we have Holland, we have Alex, I'm Ryan Coca, and we are doing the final episode before we take a few weeks off for the summer. Yeah, we're just going to take a summer little break. Summer vacation. Yeah, we're going on vacation. We're going to the beach. Um, no, we're going to take some time to to just work on the show some more, like think about events we're gonna be trying to do yeah. and uh, how we're gonna put it together for the fall. So we're looking forward to that. We have a number of topics today. We're gonna to kind of try to do a running clock and get through them all, because there's a lot going on on the national scene. And uh, obviously, well, not obviously, but right before we started doing this, there was big development in mm-hmm. hip hop when X Tentacion was killed like two hours before we were yeah. gonna do this. So we're obviously gonna talk about that a little bit. Um, J-Rock had an album come out last week Beyonce and Jay-Z had an album come out that I don't think we're even going to get to. Do-rag fest took over Charlotte and is yes. now getting major media play all it's taken over the country, the country yeah. which is incredible. And we had Crystal Taylor on from Beats and Bars, Durham Hip Hop Fest. <laughs> all right, we're doing a round of applause.
1: Shouts to Super Empty.
0: Shouts to us. What do you have to say, Alex? Uh,
1: just about things in general? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this this little break that we're taking uh, to kind of regroup and really playing some shit for season two knock you guys out of the park um you know me personally and for for all of us here i think i speak for all of us we appreciate every single one of you that's listened yeah interacted absolutely. with us on twitter instagram amazing it's been awesome so far so and, and we're really looking forward to bringing a strong season two and you know bringing more of you guys on board
2: holland say some things if you haven't seen coco the disney movie <laughs> you should go check it out pixar. the pixar movie yes you gotta go see it. It's great. Very few plot holes, if any, for such a premise
1: heavy movie. Not that we talked about it for twenty minutes just now or anything. Not but, at all. Yeah.
0: Well, that's probably not gonna make the show this this week, but we're gonna get to these other topics. All right. By the way, I got the show to plug. If you're in
2: New York oh, yes. June twenty eighth, come for my friend Angelo Moda's album it? release party. In New York. In New York, Brooklyn. Baby's all right. Tickets yeah. on sale now. Uh, and I'm doing a a producer set and it's gonna be really
1: exciting yes it's five flame emojis out of five flame emojis
0: yeah man all right so to all of our listeners out in new york make sure you get out to that show and uh yeah we're gonna get into our discussion coming up Flows. The
2: all right we're
0: here with Crystal Taylor founder of underground collective yep. of beats and bars yeah uh for retro kids only or is that the same thing as <laughs> underground collective that's the same
3: thing as underground okay collective.
0: but founder of a lot of things very involved in the triangle music scene and beyond and uh, we're very lucky to have her here so thank you for coming on
3: thanks is there like a cue where we can press like ah.
0: we'll just okay yeah we'll do it we we'll do it, we do it the real way we don't have end. a laugh track <laughs> but uh it's an exciting time for you personally and professionally yeah you got a lot going on.
3: My life is crazy.
0: How are you managing everything in your life right now? You <laughs> oh can tell people what's going on.
3: So I am like what? Eight months pregnant right now. I'm about four weeks away from having this baby. My first yeah. child.
0: And that's only four weeks away from only four. another from a <laughs> <Right>. festival.
3: <laughs> it's only about like a month away from Beats and Bars.
0: Yeah, which you just moved. Yeah. From September to August. Yep. Yep. And also, Black
3: August August in the Park, too. Black August in the Park. Yeah. Um, We moved it. uh, Shout out to my partner in crime, John Law.
0: Yes, much love to John.
3: Not here. Um, The real law. Um, We moved it because we just felt like um, there was a lot going on in September. Originally, the festival was in September, Mm -hmm. um, two years ago. So, um you know, a lot of cool, there's a lot of great things happening in the area, not just in the triangle, but in the state, you know what I mean? So um I care about the demographic that we serve and enough to be like, you know, I'm gonna give y'all a break. So let's, so let's try to like smooth it out a little bit. It may not be a whole lot of a break because it's just a month ahead, but.
0: A month ahead of. Dreamville Fest, yeah, Art of Cool, yeah, and Hopscotch, but Hopscotch less so than the other two.
3: Yeah, so and Hopscotch doesn't have too much of a huge hip hop uh, platform either, so yeah, it's not such a big division deal. though. Yeah, Division's gonna be a I good love I love love Miguel. I've seen mm-hmm. him live, and I'm just like I'm just probably gonna try to be that person to sneak somewhere to see watch.
0: <laughs> well, they probably will have tickets for just that show. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, because they did that for the his Erica live LaDuce. show
3: is amazing, but um. But no, we just, we wanted to kick off the festival season for hip-hop, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of other festivals that have appeared that were hip-hop based. It's just, it's just cool, you know, but um, yeah, we just wanted to, we wanted to change it up.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned the demographic you serve. What is the, what would you call the demographic you serve with it? And then we'll get into your origins of how you got into doing it. Oh
3: no. This. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, primarily we, we saw last year from my nerdy, um, <laughs> marketing statistics review, like 18 to 24. And then, then a big jump from that to 35 to four, 35 to 44.
0: Okay. That's what I thought. So it kind of yeah. it has a gap in the middle. There's kind of like an older mm-hmm. and younger.
3: Yeah, remember when we talked before? I think it was last year, Couple right? Couple years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what happened was I recognized even from that conversation that we had talked where there's a younger demographic that's really in hip hop, and then there's that our demographic that's really in hip hop. There's people in the middle who are just like you know I don't really care one way or another. You know, I'm in the middle you're in the middle yeah i don't think you're in the middle
0: no but i'm literally in the middle of those two groups oh
3: well what But oh, you're leaning more on the 35 right
0: no <laughs> Nope. <laughs> i'm right in that middle right in the middle uh you said 18 to 24 and 35 to 40. Mm-hmm. yeah so i'm just saying i'm 27 but i agree with it because there's actually i i think i can see that in the triangle that there's more of the activity and excitement in that among people I know who are like a few years younger than me mm-hmm. and then lower who I don't know and then like it jumps up a little bit into right. people mid thirties and beyond who well, are more active.
3: Excuse me. It's like we don't necessarily know you 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 people <laughs> excuse me. You're you're that that gap I mean you people <laughs> that gap of people <laughs> that gap of people is kinda of unpredictable. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you just you don't you don't settle down on one thing and you'll go wherever. And you may come to something, but you're not you're not gonna stay there for a long time. You'll bounce around and do other things.
0: It seems like you're not necessarily talking about geographically, but I think geographically also applies to what you're saying. Yeah, like I feel that's the time when people are still. It's harder to commit to getting involved on a local level mm-hmm. with things because it's like when you're younger, that's like where you're you're at for a while, yeah. and then when you've settled down, you're also there. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people in my mm-hmm. age group are not really sure what, yeah. what they're doing.
3: And I'm 35, so I want to know what I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think a couple of years ago, I, would, I wouldn't mind jumping around place to place. But now I'm like, dude, I'm like, yeah, when you're <laughs> in that was, gap.
0: She was caught in that gap.
3: <laughs> when you're in that gap, <laughs> it's like, I, dude, we can go three different places tonight. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? Um, but but it's it's still, it's still fun, like, servicing that. But no, we... we we're we're doing a better job of reaching out to more college students. Mm-hmm. Um, and our loyal hip hop heads in that thirty five to forty four because they are they love the culture. You know what I mean? And the more times like, you know, people like um Kendrick and J. Cole put out the kind of music they're putting out that help influence other artists put out the same kind of music, they're coming back into the scene. Yeah. More that we've seen. So it encourages what the lineup looks like and what kind of shows and stuff we do leading up to it and events and stuff.
0: Well, you were when you were starting to do this stuff, you were in that gap group. You, you didn't just start mm-hmm. doing this like half, after having been mm-hmm. mid 30s and deciding you want to do this. You've yeah. been doing it for a while. So what was it when you were in the mid 20s, late 20s, whatever that mm-hmm. you decided to start really putting? Because I know from experience, a lot of us know um, this. Kind, I mean, not to your extent, but like that kind of work is hard to be doing all these events. Yeah. Um, what got that's you exhausting. into doing that? I can imagine it's you see when the you're not drainage pregnant. in
3: my eyes. <laughs> yeah. so, um, well, I think that there is a, there's a huge And when I difference. say all these
0: events, I should say, um, just real quick, I mean like to people who don't know, mm-hmm. um, producer events, beat battle events, emceeing events, concerts, things that were going on before Beats and Bars started. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you. Yeah.
3: I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, well, I think because I was in that gap, I wanted to see all those things happen, mm-hmm. and so I have—I will admit—and be totally—I'll tra- be transparent with you, nobody else. So sorry, guys. There's other people listening. <laughs> 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 it's so not just other, you and me. Any other interviewers? No, I'm not gonna. Me and Ryan go back. Okay. So, but um, I wanted to see all those things because I was intrigued by all those things, right? And so I've had to. It's been—it's been a slight struggle for me as a 35-year-old. To be like, keep doing all these things. You know what I'm saying? Because I I still love the beat battles and the producer battles and the shows and everything. But it's becoming to be harder to market, learn how to market to that demographic. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand everything that makes them want to move and come out. You know what I mean?
0: When you say that, you mean now those people that are now in their mm-hmm. mid-20s? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, because... The music has changed excuse me so it's like the people that i'm listening to that want to put up for like yo and raps for example will not necessarily be their cup of tea yeah you know what i mean so i'm having to open my mind to listen right. to people that are oh, okay i see what you're doing guy yeah, okay. yeah it's <laughs> challenging
0: the definition of hip-hop a little bit yeah for what someone like you and myself would think of it traditionally and that if you're going to be someone in like really involved in the hip-hop scene you would have experience with or knowledge of sampling and, yeah. and these kind of things and now it's like you could be a major hip-hop artist yeah. or act and you could be one of the most buzzing acts in the area and really not be into that yeah chopping yeah. at all no and sampling. not even
3: you know i've I've had a show before where a dj didn't know someone that was like someone you would know like an artist that you would oh, know
0: like a, the name of a big yeah artist.
3: and like just a, just the person that we we know but you know they don't know <laughs> i'm not
0: getting any of the names not not the, can you say the name of the famous no, artist that they should no, have known i'm not gonna do it okay. but i mean
3: for example they would they didn't know who like dj Jazzy jeff was oh right. you know what yeah. i'm saying and
0: they're like Alan, do you know who dj Jazzy jeff is I do. No, yeah okay,
3: please like
0: yeah he's <laughs> okay he's how old? He bounced stuff off me 24, 24. so he's like okay. our resident like right. we have to check things you here
3: okay just make sure you're good okay yeah, but that's for. But that's probably a, other ones that you. That's an example. So like, this is what we're talking. That's about. an example. That's like, like, do you you know who Brother Mob is, right? No. There you go.
0: What? Wait, what did you say?
3: Brother Mob, Scar. You know Scarface. Yeah. Okay, that's that's, that's, another, that's another alias for him, Brother uh-huh. Mob.
0: Honestly, I didn't know that alias. I'm oh, sorry. Oh really? I just know Scarface. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Maybe I should have just said Scar.
0: no, I have no. <laughs> she is packing her bag. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no well you know some some people don't know you know some kids anyway yeah. are or like i don't know who that is and i'm like and but at the same time just today i was having lunch with an old coworker from work and i said um you know dead President's the headliner for peace and bars and he's like who's dead presidents and he's older than me and i'm just That's like it that's yeah that's surprising i'm confused and but he's like i was just been off the scene i'm like bruh like there's no off the scene <laughs> this was when you were on the scene yeah. it's
0: like that's not. you know you what i'm saying
3: <laughs> so things like that are just so weird to me because i'm expecting people to know mm-hmm. but i'm mean, even i don't but i i think that people would say that are close to me they would say that i don't know more newer right than older and that's a problem for the underground collectives growth because those are the people that i'm targeting you know what I'm saying has it
0: forced you to change your idea of what what you'd put in the family of hip-hop as far as music
3: uh slightly it's it's really hard for me it's really really hard for me because I feel love and hip-hop with in a certain way and um I just
0: thought we were going towards love and hip-hop from what you just said (laughs) (laughs) I was like I'm that's not gonna say what this? song
3: made you fall in love. I'm not, I'm not gonna go there, but I mean it made me. F- I mean I I respect the culture for a certain reason and for a certain lifestyle and way. So I I listen to people and if they're dope and I can get I can I can hang with it. Like if I'm hearing you say something, mm-hmm. then I can roll with it. But that's still causing to be a problem because a lot of people aren't saying anything. You know right, what I'm saying? Right.
0: Like or just what about? I mean sometimes the content you're saying something, but it's. Uh there's not the cadence of traditional rap at right all. so you could be considered i think today a hip-hop artist and basically be what we would call five or ten years ago a singer yeah but yeah and so you're like you're not really into at all uh any of the traditional pillars of b-boying and djing yeah. And, yeah. and graffiti culture and you just they call it post malone rapper. right post malone
3: right and i'm like <laughs> i'm How sorry often is he yeah.
0: spitting bars like like beyonce just did you know
3: so let me ask you a question. Is Beyonce a rapper? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> not in my mind. But somebody, somebody, I saw a meme that somebody put on, Facebook, on Instagram saying, so Beyonce is the new mumble rap. <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather hear Rihanna rap than Beyonce.
0: Okay, but yeah, but you don't have a ton of Beyonce material to go off of. As far I mean, as I've rapping. heard what
3: I've heard, and I'm good on that. First yeah, of all, yeah, yeah. let me just say I'm not really a huge Beyonce fan, anyway. Okay.
0: So you're tainted coming into this.
3: Kind of, sort of. Yeah. I like watching her perform, but I don't like know all the songs. There's probably one song that I'm like, this is a really nice song. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I get that. I mean, I just think Rihanna. There's no doubt there. She's an incredible oh, rapper. Yeah. Like, on the on the, yeah, lemon that verse is amazing. I guess on the Kendrick song, she wasn't rapping, was she? No, she did rap on that Kendrick song. Well, I think it was a
3: slight rap, yeah. Yeah, she just threw it in there. But again,
0: that's what I mean. It's like, you know, we can debate now, like, was that really a rap?
3: Well, you know, you see what Jay-Z and um, Beyonce just did. So, I mean, it's like, is her next album going to be some type of, like... Musical R and trap. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it's gonna be her and then a little bit of Offset. And yeah, Abo right here and there.
3: Like the, the project they dropped, I just I was just no. I knew that was I coming. I have because
0: I don't have title. Are there other ways for you to listen to this? No,
3: well, no, okay. not the. Well, the song. I'm not I mean before that, but the song they have a Future, her jay-z and Future. Oh, was this
0: on a DJ Khaled album?
3: That was terrible.
0: I don't, I don't really know. listen to DJ Khaled. Y'all albums. haven't heard that? As soon as dj Khaled and once it's on a DJ Khaled it was album, on the radio. it's like a promotion it was it was a DJ
3: Khaled thing you know shout out to him he's a nice person but I just I don't know what's going on
0: but he didn't tag me when he posted my design <laughs> on Instagram he just said he just said shout out to my fans <laughs> he posted my name's it not your really fans. what he posted yeah.
3: it oh my god
0: yeah and he just said this is at the like the height I of would go Snapchat crazy. popularity crazy
3: I would be like calling anybody that I knew that was connected to him <laughs> He needs to tag my name on there. I need these likes. Somebody, uh, no,
0: DJ Booth. I don't know if I hit them up or they hit I me I saw,
3: up did I say that today? That was today, right? Yeah, that was right?
0: cool that they posted my artwork. But yeah, they, cool. for some reason, I, I don't know if I hit them up about it or what, but I just remember that the guy who runs it being like, we're in touch with his people. We're trying to get them to tag it." Thank you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my Thank God. You, DJ I would go crazy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they're like, We are gonna that's get like, this artist
2: tag.
3: That's like somebody like reposting Beats and Bar's uh, main flyer and then getting the whole tag wrong.
0: And also like,
3: yeah, No, <laughs> yeah. it's a letter N, not A N D
0: What was this song called? I'm just trying to look this up so I can like I t- I don't know.
3: It's the one that was just like on the Oh, shining. Yeah. Well I guess I don't know the name of it. That doesn't have future on it. It's future, yeah, Jay Z and Beyonce and everybody was like going crazy about it and I said why it just wasn't good it was bad
0: that happens sometimes on DJ Khaled albums
3: yes there you go oh top
0: off we would close that this segment with that but we don't want to get taken down off SoundCloud or to make you mad um well anyway so when you started doing this how, what was it like to try to first get your like how did you first especially before i don't know if you'd call it easier today with instagram and mm-hmm. all the different platforms but uh what was the landscape like when you were tr- first starting this stuff out in the triangle or did you even start in the triangle or did you, did you tell me in the past you yeah, started
3: i started in raleigh okay in raleigh yeah and what was it in, like to try to first, first shows get were people out my start? first show was at the black flower my first beat battle was at the black flower in raleigh off glenwood avenue and, um, it was, it was one of the greatest experiences ever. I will never forget that beat battle, but it was me walking the streets, putting up flyers and just talking to people at schools and stores and smoke shops and all kinds of stuff. And so did most of the
0: people who were participating not know you well at that first one? They did just showed up to the thing mm-hmm. you were throwing? No one, you knew who,
3: knew no one knew who I was. That was my very, no, no one knew who I was. That's when I That's became, pretty ballsy. thanks.
0: I mean, I feel like you, no one might show up, or like one person shows up. That'd be I, worse. Well, None you know, is pretty good because no, then there's no one mad at you.
3: No one knew. No one knew who I was. I was just Crystal. I wasn't even a queen curator. You weren't there. the curator. <laughs> I'm sorry not. I didn't say that at the beginning of this. I no, really apologize. I was, No, it's okay. Someone named me that, and I just took it. <laughs> Eternal the MC named me that at a um at event at the Palace International. Right. And um, at the vault. And I just said, you know what? That sounds really cool. And I just changed my Instagram to the queen.
0: <laughs> right. I'm uh, looking forward to that art show she's throwing. That's really cool. What? This this photography exhibit. What? She's having an ex- ex- exhibition of... Um, if we're talking about the same person. Of, like different photographers. Who? Who you just started talking about. What's I was talking
3: about myself.
0: Okay, hold on. Eternal, okay, whoa. Eternal. I really apologize Eternal, for what just happened. Eternal, the yeah, MC. Yeah. You were talking about... A guy, yeah, named Eternal the MC, and I'm talking about someone named Eternally Chanel. Oh, I okay, got gotcha. you.
3: Okay, That's no problem. We can edit it out, right? Yeah, we'll just take <laughs> it out, or we'll leave it in. Because that's just what I'm like. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was all like, right. what, "What photography are you talking about? Was my picture well, someone?" you should
0: look for that by someone else with the name Eternal. But anyways, <laughs> okay, I will. So, but no,
3: he he just started calling me that. People just started calling me that because I was doing all these events and stuff, and. I was just I, at the time my social media was I'm sucker free though, and that's just what it was. I I wasn't looking, I, like to be to be totally transparent, honest. I was not. Li- I didn't know that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. It was not written down in a notebook or anything like that. I just went with it and just kept doing. I I love it enough to, <clears throat> you know, put up with everything I put up with and do everything I do to to make it work.
0: What do you, what do you get out of it? Like, what is it that gets, that yeah, keeps you coming back to doing it? I think that,
3: you know, it's like, it's the relationships. Um, One of the things that I will always say, and that like makes me emotional, what I'm not gonna do today. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. (laughs) Is I just, I, you know, when I started doing the platforms, um, i realized that people like for example Pat jr he's a good friend of mine and he didn't have a platform to do his music a lot of like, there wasn't really many shows going on back then
0: which is crazy and now he's like one of the foremost people in the right
3: scene. and so we met and he was just explaining he was very serious about how you know he wanted to do excuse me how he wanted to do this and perform and um I put them on the platform, Yo N C Raps, and I began to realize that a lot of artists—they, this is what they wanted. They wanted some type of outlet to be able to perform, whether they were good, bad, or horrible. Like mm-hmm. they just wanted an outlet, and you know, over time, some of these guys became like brothers of mine and good friends, and I've just been able to see them evolve. And seeing Pat that day with the notebook at Panera talking about whatever <laughs> <laughs> to being on the cover of Indie and opening for people like Odyssey and just doing the things yeah. he's been able to do. Over the span of
0: like how much time would you say? That's like three years apart those two. No, days. that's
3: probably like um, five years almost, four oh, or five, five years. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but that's not to say that other people that I've known and met with and interacted with have not grown too, cause they have, but um I just love the fact that I get to help people have a platform and be able to do what they do. Now we see all these different platforms oversaturating all over the place, which is unfortunate. You feel yeah, definitely. Here. Yeah, there's it's a, it's a bit too much going on.
0: Um, uh, in what sense? Because we can in talk sense, about this for sure. Yeah, we can. Oh, too many podcasts, first of all. Well, <laughs> <laughs> too many goddamn can't podcasts. Speak to that. <laughs> Anyone who just has a microphone and a computer now they have a podcast. Oh, this is Ridiculous. true. I've noticed I'm, that too.
3: I know, but this is that's true. I think that so need to know about these other podcasts. So, my boyfriend has a podcast also. Okay.
0: Have <laughs> but you been we, on his show.
3: I have been an audience member on the show, not a speaker. <laughs> but um, one of the one of the hosts was talking about how people live in this creative world now where there's all of these tools to be able to do whatever
1: mm-hmm.
3: and everybody just feels like, Hey, I can do this too. Yeah. Instead of saying, well, let me work with this person who might be a specialist in this to help them make it better or just be involved in some mm-hmm. kind of way, instead of being in the, sh- in the light of it. Yeah. Um, and I feel the same way with when it comes to shows, like I've always said anybody can do whatever they want to do, who cares? But, it says something when people do something and it's not done properly or with the right type of tack or um, mission behind it. You know mm. what I mean? So I, mean, I I I just stopped working last year, the year before, two years ago, I think it was. But before then I was just doing it because it was fun. And I was having places for me and my friends to hang out and party like Digging in the Crates is a dance party that we do um, every fourth Friday at the vault, <laughs> 10 to 2 a.m. That was a proud plug. Yeah, good plug. <laughs> I mean, because we've grown that platform to, you know, high capacity over the last year. Yeah. Just because people wanted to go somewhere and have, listen to hip-hop and just dance and have a good time. That shit makes me happy because it's like my people, my friends, people I get to new, new people I get to meet, and they're like oh my god I wanted I've been looking for something like this you know so being able to figure out what people want and give them that it makes me happy yeah I felt that way
0: about like the store like it was like creating a place that you could just hang like yeah creating the places that you wanted to hang out with Mm -hmm. people was fun yeah Um, I mean the flip side the I guess the thin line to walk with that is on the other side sometimes you want to you don't like to see people not take chances on things because they don't feel like they're ready. So it's yeah. kind of tricky in this day and age because some people, it feels like the last thing they need to hear is to push forward because that's the way they yeah. are. And you actually need to tell them to slow down and like yeah. ask people more questions yeah. before you keep going. And then some people are the opposite, and they need they they could do it, but they just need to start. Yeah. And so, especially when you live in somewhere, I think like here, mm-hmm. where there's not a bunch of big institutions to help you right. at least in a media sense. I mean, right. obviously there's big colleges and stuff, but. Well, this yeah, is this is like not this, this is not
3: like California or New York. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. And I think sometimes people treat it as such, and it's it's kind of unfortunate because then the consumers, you know, I always look at it from a consumer perspective, right? I'm looking at it from because I I still consider myself a middle class person that you know, one month I might not be making it, and the next month I might be good just to get that ice cream if I want it or something. <laughs> but otherwise, I think about my peers that um. Doing work for, and it's unfortunate because like one night there might be a show, and there's people there's a it's a cover right let's say like ten fifteen dollars, and then the next night it's maybe some of those same people that you saw the night before, and they want you to come back again and support them. People can't necessarily afford to do that, more or less mm-hmm. come out for five dollars. you know what I mean, so I don't think that people that are throwing the shows are you know conscious of that. And and I don't know and that makes me frustrated a little bit because I know that I I I've done this for nothing. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't about what was at the door at the end of the night. It was about the experience in the show. Yeah. But when people are doing things like that, it's just kinda it makes you wonder, like, what are you are you just seeing a dollar sign with the culture? When they're doing what kind of thing? Like it's having repeated shows where they're not really like looking at what's going on in the scene. Gotcha to accommodate it you know what I mean like you, you when when working in kind of in this kind of industry and field you want to accommodate the scene you just want to take advantage of it there's a lot of great yeah, you talent can't just here post
0: the show post the ticket link promote it on social media have expect people to come out and then just keep doing that and like you have to to your point like set up the things like you've done that are what are the free events that people are going to go to and become fans right. that then will be the ones who decide to pay money next month right the show. Yeah. right
3: yeah i mean i we do panel events that are free we do um i'm working Head graphics on
0: was at your last one which I, we'll talk about later because yeah. he's famous now yeah he's more famous than usual
3: oh really
0: yeah his do-rag event oh yeah Fest, it's like on every yes. national network i saw that, that today it.
3: i was like that is awesome they were on espn oh my gosh that's so awesome <laughs> and they didn't even get, they Jailen didn't even get pub by charlotte by the charlotte area either. no no
0: somebody was talking about that yeah, Twitter,
3: yeah that's amazing but no i mean i try be, being that i've been doing this for such a long time i'm really proud of the free activations i can do mm-hmm. because it's like i just want y'all to come to this and enjoy it get the knowledge, experience it. And just come. There's, there's no cost. Matter of fact, I'm giving you refreshments, too. I, I get excited about those kind of things because it, it shows that it's working for something. Mm-hmm. Like, the culture of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
0: How do you set those up? Like, the one, the film one I, I went to a couple weeks ago, um, To Be Free. Like, you do find... Uh, stakeholders and partners with it that it's worth Mm -hmm. it to them to have it so like they weren't charging you yeah they're not charging you rent on that i
3: think that um what one thing that me and that john will say with me is that beats and bars is proven to be for the culture and and improves like shows the pillars of that and so we try to make sure we emulate that in um in how we work in the culture of hip-hop in the scene right and so um He's great he be, both of us have great relationships that we built with people, um whether it be him building with head graphics and so and he he introduced me um to um a lot of those people' because I didn't really I knew of them before, but I didn't have not worked with them before right. and so that's just like us tagged him in the relationship build. you know um I met um what's his name? i'm having a pregnancy moment. Celine i mean not Celine, but um head
0: graphics joe nope becky nope well i need something else
3: um he's gonna hate me for this
0: is he a rapper videographer no he owns
3: playground studio
0: oh i for, i don't i just met him for the first time that night too i don't know <laughs> his name <laughs> this is not a good plug oh, the other plug <laughs> the other plug was good this plug was not please as good. please
3: cut oh. this part out
0: <laughs> <laughs> well um, speaking of venues that you know know well You work a lot with uh, the Pinhook. Yes. When did that relationship start? And and yeah, how did that? Cam took a
3: chance on me, like my first, my second, like going into my second year of the Underground Collective, and it was just me sending an email and telling her what I wanted to do, and we've just been like sisters ever since.
0: Because they didn't really do as much. I don't imagine hip hop before you were bringing it there. No, Mm
3: -mm. there wasn't anything hip hop related going on, and she wanted to make sure that she was she wanted to and that's another thing too like when you when you build relate like all my relationships are very strategic and meaningful like i'm i'm really um shaka that's his name playground studios it always happens like that with me and it's so frustrating (laughs) but it's good you got it pretty quick anyway (laughs) but no she people that i'm building relationships with for the festival or underground collective they um they want to be involved. They may not know something and they mm-hmm. want to know and Kim was like that. Like she just didn't know a lot about hip hop and she she knew enough but she wanted to be involved in it. She wanted to be a part of it and she wanted her venue to represent it too, not just one thing. Right. And so same thing with Playground Studios. Like Shaka and I met and we just talked about what the vision was for Playground and it fit in with what I wanted to do for people that were coming to the events and shows, because I'm, I'm gravitating more to, for the Underground Collective, to do more programming and education for people um, instead of a lot of shows, mm-hmm. because we're seeing that there's a lot of shows now. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. like, I can let y'all have that, because I'm not really trying to compete when that kind of thing comes. But when I do throw a showcase, um, I feel like people are like, yo, like i wanted to become you know the, the last well, that's time i felt
0: with the film one it was just really cool that i yeah. saw three people that we all knew kind of who were more accomplished in the area get mm-hmm. together and talk on stage about their work mm-hmm. it's not that's not happening every day whereas like you said right the shows are happening every day of the week it seems like
3: right and and hopefully and and that kind of piggybacks off of the premise of the festival right because you know swift was on last year and g g was nice no, Swift was on the first year then g and so, you know, he came to the beat battle, the last the beat battle night. I had, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was like, hey, G, you know, it's you know, it's what's up? How you doing? And so, these are relationships we're building to be able to come back later and say, would you want to be a part of this, this discussion about whatever or this event, right? Whatever, and right. that would be something that hopefully um, people have never get to see him or meet him or interact with him on a one on one would be able to be like, yo, shit, I want to do this because, you know what I mean? Like that's the whole purpose. Like I, I recognize people that are out here working and doing really great work and they haven't like got that blue check or blown up yet, but still to give them the respect due, because at some point they're going to be, you know what I mean? Like Sleem is going to be somebody that I can always text and be like, Hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and just, you know, just can you, do you want to come and do this and be a part of this thing? And it won't be unrecognizable that we didn't know each other before when,
0: you never know he might be Kanye West yeah we're here in ninth Wonder talk about Kanye West uh, they were no. so they were like equals and then it got to the level that his backstages didn't wouldn't be like famous musicians anymore they'd be oh, like famous man. billionaires and stuff
3: oh yeah, and it's
0: just like oh, he got to a level where we uh. weren't hearing from him so much anymore. <laughs> um, so maybe you know Salim don't do that
3: Salim, please don't do that <laughs> Salim won't do that Salim is he's he's amazing he's he's a really great person he he helped us a lot, John and I um with building what we wanted the festival to be like and the Kickstarter and everything last year. So there's so many people that really helped us with that last year, so.
0: With how, so you said there's, I mean, obviously with all the saturation of shows, um, there's, well, actually, I don't wanna talk about that. I'll say that the festival (laughs) atmosphere now, a lot of them are doing like panels and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they'll they'll have like other elements of the festival, not just the concerts, but now having like things programming during the day. And you guys are like, positioned well for that mm-hmm. because you're doing it throughout the year mm-hmm. not just um during the one like weekend of the festival. Yeah. So are you going to be like doing more of that as well? I mean is that going to mm-hmm. continue to be a big part of it?
3: Yeah, I mean um one of the things that we talked about also was you know me so John and I talk like every day whether it's like <laughs> a purge of information coming out of our brain or I don't want to talk about this today or whatever but we we talk about things like this every day and um like i said like the thing that and it's it's cool because you know he planned the durham hip-hop summit and it was a one-year situation and then i was doing underground collective for
0: durham hip-hop summit there were multiple
3: well i'm saying i'm saying that was it was a year it was one it was like an annual event
0: oh annual gotcha yeah but there were five okay i thought you're saying
3: that there was no 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 it's an annual event yeah versus The underground collective was a monthly there was always something going on Mm -hmm. right and so um what we want to do is not just be a festival that comes activates and just shuts down and you don't see it you don't see the logo or anything else again until the beginning of the fall or festival season when it's time for you You to pay money again yeah and so that's why we that that's the whole purpose of the culture, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much that we need to get in, to pull people into it. That we have to do throughout the year. That we need to do throughout the year to make sure people know that we're here. This is what this is for. Right. This is why this is important. It's not just something you're paying money to in August. This is like what you what you, what you've been what you've been waiting for. So it's a, it's a build up. You know, it's a, it's an active, educational, fun build up. So, to, oh sorry go ahead no i mean it's just it's it's it should get you excited like how you feel about how you felt about that panel is what we want to hear because we're just gonna blow your mind at the festival you know what i'm Hopefully saying so, yeah yeah you will be you um, better be I think that, <laughs> the
0: thing that i imagine like some people who would be listening to this would it would be helpful to know more about is like this being a a very grassroots grassroots and organic mm-hmm. Uh, collective for a while and the way that you know there's a lot of things going on like that like you said there's a lot mm-hmm. of people trying to do their own thing mm-hmm. um on a relatively low budget or as a part-time project yeah. like you started this and now it's at a place where there's toyota as a sponsor there is can we a, get the? Uh... oh my god at the event when john did the uh when he did the toyota let's go places oh, yeah. in his, like radio voice. yeah but you know he yeah, does yeah.
3: uh he does voiceovers too yeah yeah Oh, oh right. yeah, 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 right. <laughs> uh,
0: so, yeah, how did you how did you get these kind of bigger things happening with it that all of us who do these community projects all kind of are like, oh, yeah, once we reach this certain point, we'll get some big sponsors. Yeah. We'll, not talking about this show, of course. <laughs> no, totally not autobiographical here. <laughs> we would never be looking for big sponsors. <laughs> yeah, how it does that happen? happen? How do you do you that for us and for our listeners? You can, you
3: can, well, you know, I just... Once again, I think the relationships that I have with people, they they help me put myself in a position to meet certain people. And I am so um, hungry is an understatement. I'm starving for the success of this Um, because this is it. I don't I don't you know, I do contract work here and there to sustain my life, my personal life. Mm -hmm. But I don't really take um, I don't I don't have money. (laughs) <laughs> than that, you know what I mean? So um I went to Broccoli City. Um my my in classmate D. Yeah, in D C my classmate from high from college um, owns Broccoli City. And yeah, it's an amazing festival. And I told him, I was like, You should do a conference. <laughs> <laughs> like you know because he lives in la so i'm like you should do a conference like you knew too many people that you've introduced me to like via email that mm-hmm. may have worked out in conversation may have not you know but either way it was still a great relationship to build like i know a lot of corporates that are right there on the edge of jumping on um but for whatever reason maybe timing and budget and stuff like that but um going to other festivals and learning And this is what i was going back going back to say like people what what are people's missions behind what they're doing you know what i mean because i wanted this to be something that could just blow people's socks off people can learn and just be like oh my god this thing is fucking amazing right Mm -hmm. and so because i saw people that were my peers doing these things and meeting these people and just learning and stretching their minds to do this kind of stuff that's what i was like shit yeah well let me go meet these people you know so it's just it's just networking. You know, we I met um I met um my my friends at Toyota at Broccoli City and it oh, was just They were at Brockley City. Mm, okay. They were at Broccoli City and I met them there and we just talked and um he didn't um, Brandon didn't even introduce us. We just I was in the, I was sitting on and in the panel they were speaking about and the partnership and what they wanted just made sense. Like it's got to make sense too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um so, like, Squarespace has this thing that they're looking for podcast people. Um, so, I'm constantly just reading and staying up on what's 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 needed and what people want. And I think that a lot of times people are like, well, how did you get this person to be a sponsor? And I'm, because I look at their overall mission, their backline right, mission. Right.
0: It's because, because you some, already hit somebody up who was kind of trying to connect with someone like you in the first place.
3: hmm And you never really know, because unfortunately these missions aren't in the front end of things, but um, when you do the research and you find out, then, oh, wow, they, they want like hip-hop artists, they want to, you know, put people on or... The co- urban community, or whatever the case is, so it just works. And a lot of persistence. <laughs> like I'll email the hell out of you. You give me your email <laughs> for days. Like I'm, I'm, I'm working on Box Water. They're tired of me, but we have a good relationship. Is that,
0: that's not the Jane Smith one, or is it? Is the Jane? I know he has a, he does a Boxed Water company. It's There's called Box items. Water. Oh.
3: I think they have it at like um, Whole Foods or something. Okay. It's very limited in this area. trying to get into hip hop. No, well, they, they're in hip-hop.
0: You, because they... <laughs> you can't hear any of these things Alan's saying. Oh,
3: did it. <laughs> I think it did. <laughs> um, they they were... they were at, I met them at Broccoli City, too. And it was really cool. But see, it's just, it's just funny because the things that they're talking about are just different things. It's different initiatives that go on that just may either work or don't work. You know for your mission so it yeah. just matters like broccoli city has a really strong mission about environmental sustainability and in the urban culture and helping people grow and learn how to eat healthy and eat broccoli and all these great things and that's not our mission <laughs> so trying to make sure we meet the right people yeah but i'm still working on getting their water because their water is just awesome i want the water
0: so You're doing just, a good job right now, like <laughs> trying to get it, but coming on a podcast and be like, really. I just want <laughs> right. the water for me. It's so That's good. That's what I'm I just saying.
3: You do things like that. And then next when I get the link, I'm just like, hey, like, you know.
0: We'll promote just check out this, this show. Check
3: out this podcast I was on talking about you guys. Blink, blink. <laughs> <laughs> 2019.
0: What would you call uh, the most difficult part of putting it together you know, over the past couple of years?
3: Oh, man. Um, getting people to believe now
0: now more so than in the first one because you think there was like a, some novelty around the first one i oh. think
3: for me i'm really never really satisfied so getting people to believe now rather than later mm-hmm. even even more so than the first one yeah because people still for some reason for whatever reason people still look at it like it's a show
0: like one show yeah and the two days helps with that right so the first, well but it's always been two days right yeah okay
3: yeah, I think that because, because it's crazy because when we dropped the dead prayers, like the, the inbox kind of went crazy and people were like, we're trying to get on a it's late notice. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's over, like it's not, <laughs> it's practically over. It's not, there's no room to like say, yeah, sure, we can put you on this slot. Like, it's not a situation where, like we, when we close out submissions, we close out submissions in March.
0: What about the podcast stage? Is that closed?
3: oh but no, we still got to talk about that okay yeah nice no that's a great i think that was a great it was a great idea we talked me and john talked yeah, about I it briefly the picnic does that oh, yeah okay, that's
0: cool
3: yeah and I'm. Um, so does afropunk they do that too oh really yeah they're actually going to be doing it this year so i'm like hmm, hmm. afropunk is doing it hmm. i mean i i go to these places and i'm like there to enjoy it but i'm like
0: yeah scouting enjoy.
3: yeah yeah because this this is like these things were not big at one point you know what right. i'm saying by the time they hit year five, it was like out of this world.
0: Is there a size that you wouldn't, speaking of size, want this to be? Like is there a thing that a certain element of this you almost want to be a somewhat niche thing? I or if this became A three C you'd be totally happy. Well A three C is not even that big. I mean South by South, by, but I mean A3C is A3C pretty big. Is A three C is pretty big thing.
3: You know so, what? When I when I first when I was at work at Blue Cross. And I first had this dream about the festival. I was going online, Googling A3C stuff and printing it out at work and cutting up like this vision board of what I wanted the festival to look like based off of A3C.
0: So is it, those are some of the biggest influences you would say is like A3C, Broccoli City, Mm little afro punk
3: Mm -hmm. i've never really looked in like deeply into south by southwest
0: yeah that's a different level i shouldn't have brought that up i mean that's like the biggest i've
3: never looked into it deeply like that i respect the fact that there's so many different facets to it but i would i it's it's a it's a beast
0: oh my god i don't i I don't even know how many people work full time yeah they
3: have a building they probably have just a building with like 800 offices yeah it's 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 um it's too much it's just a beast that would be like my what my kids would do or something <laughs> like i'm gonna let mansa handle that part i would just i'd be good with that
0: but you have i mean you definitely want people traveling from out of the area oh to come yeah to um, yeah broccoli definitely. city has become something that like someone like you would drive up from north carolina to go to mm-hmm. um where do you guys feel you're at right now or last year going into this year as far as how local it is versus where how you want it to be perceived as a more regional.
1: Event. I think
3: that this year it will become more regional. After we finish with y'all and drop this, <laughs> after, <finish> <laughs> after we finish with y'all and drop this final flyer, like I think that it will become regional. Okay. Yeah, and I'll be okay with it. You know, I mean, what was this year th- three, right?
0: By f- you asking by me which year of the festival <laughs> it is, I think it's year three. <laughs>
3: You see, Ron, I'm like I don't know. <laughs> um, I think by five we'll be like on the heels of Broccoli City. Okay. A year ago, when they when they had Future Headline, I think I think that's where we will probably be.
0: Do you feel any barrier because of where we are? Just that there's not the notoriety of like a like it's a harder uphill battle for you than. Starting something in DC just because there's no name brand recognition of oh they're in DC I'll um, go to DC for the weekend but not you don't necessarily can tell because,
3: that because no I mean I don't <laughs> think so I mean I the only thing that I worry about the only thing that I worry about Ryan honestly is where I'm gonna put it right that's the only thing I worry about yeah because this city is not built for it at all like I'm I shout out to Mo because they they can they do it great over there
0: you mean but they didn't do it though.
3: Well, i'm just saying when the they lot? yeah when they right, but when, they didn't do it when when they did it they, in the they parking killed lot, it yeah yes <laughs> but i'm saying i don't know that i could hold that for what i'm looking for when i what my what my site is going for mm-hmm. like i just don't in maybe the parking lot lot 20 again maybe right. but like the street is gonna have to get closed too or something you know what i mean like I don't know.
0: And that parking lot that you had chosen last year, which was great by the way. That was a super you. cool setup. up. Um, actually, I think I had my haircut earlier that day at um, Rocks, mm-hmm. and they were like, it was so funny to hear people wonder what was going on because that kind of thing doesn't happen here, that there would be like a stage set up on uh, Ramser Street like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they were like, oh, some kind of hip hop thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I guess this probably sounds really derogatory towards rocks now, but they didn't no, know it well, was. It's, it's
3: funny because um, there was a person that went online on Facebook talking about how they were potentially thinking about moving to Durham, but there was like these gangster raps cursing and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, maybe it was like- That's Dur- good. That's good that you're
0: a deterrent <laughs> for that person.
3: I was like, okay, and it was funny because people just started attacking them. We shouldn't move here then. It was just God like, damn. everybody was like pro beats and bars. It was cool. Like don't move here then, you don't belong here. What do you mean gangster rap? My kids were out there. It was totally fine.
0: <laughs> so now you're clashing with the Chamber of Commerce who was like, come on, come right? Durham. And you're exactly. like, no,
3: right, right. don't
0: come down here if you don't like our rap right. music.
3: No, I mean, I don't know. I, that's that's one of the things that I really worry about. Where is it going to go? Because I wanted to stay in Durham. Um, the Fruit.
0: Yeah, do stuff in the Fruit. We're getting hyper-local now. Naming venues.
3: Bye. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I... <laughs> John John might say, <laughs> John might say, we can move it somewhere. You know, he John would probably be okay with going wherever. And, I I mean, at the end of the day, I would too. But, you well, know. you mean not Durham? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: AOC
3: is where they did d And well, no, in, no, no, the, in the stadium. stadium.
0: Sorry, oh. you're not hearing what Holland's saying, but <laughs> <laughs> talking about that AOC is doing their big event in d but it's also good they're going to be using the Durham, the Durham Bulls stadium yeah. for the first time. Mm -hmm. for nas who we probably will talk about later
3: nas and erica
0: or earlier earlier, yeah what do you think about nas
3: (laughs) not what do you mean the world is yours
0: yeah but like (laughs) that's like nas in the age of knowing about his um relationship issues and and Um, domestic abuse i don't
3: i don't have a thought about that because my you know my thing is if i if i would ever become famous like that I wouldn't people be trying to speculate what what the real truth is in my business like really come on you don't know my life like he might be going through some craziness with his mom or you know whatever you just never know that could cause whatever kind of issues Mm -hmm. i'm not making an excuse i'm just saying i don't know that man's business like that so i'm not gonna speak on it
0: what so what if you knew something i'm not saying we do but what if you knew something that changes how you feel so when it's not speculation when it becomes if like,
3: i knew so if i knew that he was tripping right or at
0: least there's also a difference between i don't want to get deep in somebody's business but i don't really i don't really fuck with them anymore they kind of you know i talked so to Pat r about kelly for
3: example r kelly i don't know that's a problem he's got issues
0: right that's, that's definitely a line clear, crossed
3: that's a clear issue mm. so i can choose not to listen to the music people want to talk i don't, I don't want to talk about it it's an it's a issue like i don't know what you're talking about you yeah. know what i mean like get out of here
2: would Go you on. if he was like
0: <laughs> performing like a show here would you be like down with people being like pushing for him to not perform here or you'd be like people can book shows whatever i don't care he can play in durham <laughs> Um, because I I know there would be people. I would probably, I would probably
3: support them doing that.
0: Yeah, that happened in Greensboro. Yeah, I know some people that were
3: here, like Sister Song and some of those other organizations. They went down and protested with them. More power to them. Because I mean, I can't go because I'm pregnant. But, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, I feel it though. You know what I mean? Like, like what? You know what I mean? I just, you know, no.
0: No, no, R. Kelly yeah no yeah well anyways i was because i was thinking about that with Nas headlining the festival it's kind of a well that i wonder
3: well when the when the drama came out i was like Ugh, this is not good you know what yeah because I mean? they probably
0: came out right around when they announced the headliner i
3: think it did but I think at the did. same time
0: what um i was reading about was that this happened all around the same time that a ton of crazy things were happening because mm-hmm. kendrick lamar got his Pulitzer Prize, Mm -hmm. J. Cole's album came out. Kanye started tweeting about Donald Trump. I honestly think there's so
3: much noise that people necessarily may not really even know or care because. No, I don't think so.
0: I think you'll see another wave. I'm not saying that it's going to affect the show happening, but I really do think that there's going to be a moment later this summer when locally people get hip to the story Mm -hmm. and are not happy. That mm-hmm. he's like the biggest name on the thing yeah i
3: mean i would i would hope that wouldn't i mean i want i want that festival to succeed and do well right you know what i mean but i i would hope that anytime because that could happen to me like we, right, we it look sucks, for you already booked the
0: act and now you you already paying yeah
3: for it. you don't want no one no curator promoter director festival whatever wants that kind of shit to happen because it just screws up everything you got to do damage control if you can do damage control. Yeah. And it's just not cool. Like I don't give a fuck
0: what they did. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like, you do give a fuck because if it was R Kelly, you'd be like, no. What
3: I'm I'm saying is why are you doing this when you have active business going on? Like stop it. Yeah. What happens with
0: all these TV shows now though, when something happens comes out, I think we were talking about this Holland the other day. Like something comes out about Kevin Spacey or something, and mm-hmm. all these people that are working on this show like lose their job because the thing show with has to get canceled. Too, yeah, yeah it's like
3: what the hell? Like people, this is people's job. Like what are you doing?
0: But I think it's conflicted for those people because for some of them, I imagine it's not a consensus. Right. I think some of those people are like. I'm okay with me having lost my job because this needed to happen. And so yeah. I'm like, no, I would have rather she didn't get fired. Yeah. She sucks. I need my job.
3: Right. Because there's, I mean, some people are just like, I'm just a product, a production assistant guy. Like, I don't care. Put me on another group. Put me on another show. <laughs> put
0: me I on don't care. Group. Can we just have a not raising I didn't want I
3: didn't want to, I didn't want to work on this one anyway, but <laughs> it was the highest paid one on the ad. So I just took it. Yeah.
0: Now I feel like we're ending on a more somber note about Nas. But anyways, no, I guess that's what's okay. what are what else can we expect about? You're, you just put out Dead Prez
3: yeah are you excited about that
0: yeah i'm excited in a nostalgic you way i mean i don't sound know
3: about like you are you don't look like you i'm are not like a rates. deep
0: dead prez fan but i listen to it more i don't, I can't say i listen to them more in the more last few years than i used to when i was like probably in my early 20s okay teens
3: you're still one of those gap people so i have to be mindful. that makes me a gap
0: person yeah. <laughs> well you're
3: still in the gap like yeah i am in the gap <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, how do you feel about that? Because obviously, I'm in the gap, mm-hmm. and that means that I'm someone who knows of them. Yeah, listened to them in high school because they had that status as an old school group, and they were on Chappelle's show. Well, you just answered that
3: question. You what? answered. You I answered, haven't asked the question yet, but you you're answering the question that I look at, like in, in looking at who we book and what we, how we curate it like we want to have somebody that the gap people know but not necessarily go crazy for but that other other side is like oh shit yeah
0: but i'm say but what i'm asking is okay you have not just the gap people and the above the gap people but the below the gap people the below the gap people do not know who that is in my suspicion okay. cuz i got so, something for them yeah so that's what so mm-hmm. yeah how are you accommodating that just,
3: yeah we so you know we we want trippy
0: red is gonna be right below <laughs> no difference.
3: no we got we got we we're we're gonna overcompensate for the below the gap people okay so they should be very happy when when we when you we hear
0: that below the gap people yes. you should be very happy
3: <laughs> don't call them that
0: <laughs> sounds so derogatory the youngins
3: <laughs> call my grandma my grandma would say the youngins young people. No, I mean they'll they'll be really happy. Hopefully, they'll be really happy. We we feel confident they'll be really happy.
0: And when are they going to be happy? When does that happening? That announcement soon. soon.
3: Yeah. So, so what we're ta- saying. <laughs> no, not here. Neither. Not right now. I
0: th- I was un- on the understanding no. that we were doing the uh, lineup. No, announcement you were
3: not on the ship. understanding. No. <laughs> no. No. But it, we'll we'll put it out there soon. Very very soon. My my my. My palms sweat about it. So I'm just, I'm ready. <laughs> Every day, John is like, we need to do this. I'm like, I know. It's coming.
0: All right. Well, tickets are available. You tickets can get them are now. available
3: right now. And you already
0: can tell, even without that lineup out, that it's going to be very strong. Like top to bottom, it's been the last two years and yeah. it's only getting better. So did you, yeah, so so did you like
3: it? the way, have you, do you, we have, we changed actually the lineup of how we're going to do the festival this year.
0: Like, uh, the schedule. in what sense?
3: in the sense of conferencing and um, combating shows against each other is going to be a whole new, um, like platform. you wouldn't have
0: in a show in the pinhook while there's a show on an no. outdoor stage at the same time.
3: No, we're doing, we're changing it this year to accommodate because I think that this area is still getting used to the festival culture. Yeah. one hundred percent. And so, um, a lot of feedback we got, I think even from the runaway, um, review was, was amazing absolutely like it was absolutely amazing you were on it okay so <laughs> <laughs> you were it was ever. it was like a lot of people that, that got were together. just giving their thoughts yeah afterwards. All right. yeah cool. it was it was amazing so if y'all could do that again for us this year would be greatly appreciated
0: all right i'll pass it along to runaway um but uh
3: <laughs> but um we're doing so saturday and sunday we're gonna have a kickoff party on the rooftop friday night which is really exciting because what rooftop? American Underground rooftop, yeah. and there's
0: starting to be a lot of rooftops, <laughs> right. going to say which one, right?
3: American Underground rooftop, <laughs> um, and then we got uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So um, from on Saturday, it's uh, twelve to uh, like three thirty ish that are just conference activations, different things going on. And then the gate opens for the concert at like 4.30ish 4 4 to like 9 or 10 o'clock um, for main stage. So there's no and that like... that
0: is where, or you're not telling yet where that is? Not telling yet. Okay.
3: Beats and Bars. <laughs> Out. <laughs> Hashtag Beats and Bars 2018. Beats and Bars Fest or John kill me. Yeah. It's Fest, Crystal. Beats and Bars Fest
0: 2018. Bam
1: back, show I've been getting to the money, everybody mad I think I'm getting too much money, everybody mad The same old nigga from the block the same old nigga with the pipe The same old nigga from the trap, everybody You know I won't cheese. I've been in my hometown playing with the keys when the the boat. Yeah, I'm I know what's whole lot of that was hating. I know what's whole lot of
0: So, like I said, just a couple hours before we went to record this, uh, we were not obviously going to be talking about this subject, but it came up in the worst of ways, uh Triple X Sentacion, who's been in the news for a number of reprehensible mm-hmm. things as well as for having huge hit songs. Um, yes was shot and killed. Someone came up to his car, shot him in the neck, and he was taken to a hospital, pronounced dead, earlier this afternoon. So this, uh, for all of us here, like no one here, none of us really listened to his music much. We talked about it earlier, and yet it still was like a really shocking, startling thing to have that happen, and someone at such a young age. So we're gonna talk about it regardless. We feel a need to talk about it because it isn't just, I think, something that can be ignored, especially when you consider that even if you're not a fan, it's easy for some of us, or especially if you're not a fan, it's easy for us to uh, not take account how actually famous and how big he was Impactful. when it comes to streams. Yeah. And, like, if, as far as um, when when you drop a song, like if he dropped a song tomorrow, this event notwithstanding, mm-hmm. and, like, or and a Jay-Z did, I think that there way closer if not him would get he would get more people to listen that day than people actually think i don't know if that's overstating it but i mean when he when he had i checked the video for sad on youtube this was like right when the news came out so this wasn't being affected by any kind of people you know going there just because of the news and you know he had a song that song that came out in three months ago has 173 million mm-hmm. and that's not a video that's just the album art yeah for it there's not that many artists on earth so we're not even just talking about the um biggest rapper one of the bigger rappers here this is one of the biggest musicians period uh who could do those kind of numbers in that span of time mm-hmm. so and it's like it's part of a fan base that it's not the traditional conventional uh charting i mean he did go on that he was on the charts whenever he released stuff but it wasn't yeah. just through like like i talked to hannah about it and she was like oh i don't know she didn't know him she doesn't know what are his hit songs i can't tell you what his hit songs are i don't know it was more through this newer age different platforms discovery of like soundcloud uh youtube
1: spotify playlists spotify playlists were really big for him um yeah yeah i mean he had a much larger impact than i think uh a lot of people recognized until you see the outpouring today having followed his his confirmed death yeah um and i mean yeah he I never really listened to his music, but from what I could tell, it always sounded like he connected with that real, um, not just teenage angst, but there's, you know... Like deeper than that. Yeah, growing up as a teenager, you have the angst, but if you also are dealing with a a pretty, you know, depressive mind, the angst is even worse. And it seems like he really connected with a a large uh, number of teenagers growing up that way, um, based on his music and his... You know, and then uh, I don't really know. I mean, a lot of people, if, what we talked about earlier was a lot yeah. of people who really needed it. Like, that, they needed- there's a
0: lot of people who are musicians that have, a huge fan base and people mm-hmm. of course any really famous musician has their fan base that is like oh you got me through this thing or yeah, exactly. i played your music during this and it helped me but it seems like somebody like him or a little peep who died last year yeah. they're reaching an audience that's in particular like very vulnerable like very much in need of because that's exactly. what they are reflective because of because
1: again if you are have if you are living with a mind that is more depressive than not and growing up as a teenager with with a lot of angst and living in a you know family or a town or even if you're not living in a bad family or a town, you just feel like if that's just what's going on in your head, finding someone else that resonates with that, you know, whatever yeah. level they're at, I can understand feeling that uh, connection to them.
0: Because for us, I mean, like we said, we're not big fans, so we're not existing yeah. in that um, Instagram, YouTube, social media space where he was so viral mm-hmm. and so popular to a particularly young audience what the context in which we would usually see him was in like Pitchfork articles or the article that came out just last week in the Miami New Times. It was like really thoroughly detailing at length his transgressions and the background of his life and why Mm -hmm. some of those things happened. And uh, yeah, really reprehensible stuff that we may get into later because I think it needs to be mentioned. But um, it's like that's all we knew of him. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to square that with this person that people saw as like a a hero for them and a symbol of hope and... um, it just illustrates, I think, how out of touch we can be with like the different generations. Because yeah. I, I'm not, I was not familiar with him in that way. Um, and also, I thought it brought to light what was going on. It brought a very kind of bitter note to what was going on this past week a little bit there's been a lot of beef stuff a little bit with the drake and to push the T stuff just because it's so we cheer it on and stuff. Yeah. but there's not really i don't think the imminent threat of violence with that whole situation for that one no not really But then also going on this yeah. whole past week was this whole six nine takashi and yeah like that was like people sit on the sidelines on twitter and and laugh and yeah it's a meme and then this happens today and it's like very serious
1: and all of a sudden you see some i mean you see some of the same twitter handles a week ago just crying laughing emojis that you know all six he's going state to state chief keep can't find him he's about to get killed blah 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 and now it's like you know kid actually dies and it's like oh my god we got to stop this violence right it's
0: it rings a little bit hollow
1: yeah and I mean it, it's it it yeah that's exactly how I feel about it essentially it's like what what do people actually care about then do they do they want to enjoy the fact that somebody might die until they actually die? Yeah, that's like, what that, it seems that like. Like
0: thrill of the yeah of the potential violence. Yeah, because um, like even like for us, for me, having not been a big fan, I'm I am shocked by the level to which this has startled me, um, and the the level to which it's brought me down. Yeah, this news. I was sitting there on my computer, like waiting as as weird as, as it is to talk about more or less without even knowing what I was doing, essentially waiting for the, the death pronouncement. Yeah. Um, because I had logged in cause Justin told us about him getting shot. I logged onto my computer or I got on the internet and saw what people were talking about. It seemed very clear that he was probably dead, but yeah. people didn't know yet. And an hour later they said, yeah, you know, he's dead. And, um, it's just like if, for all the horrible things that happened. And we looked at it earlier from the pitchfork last year, detailing, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean a number of things. I don't, will not even get to all of them cause I can't remember all of them, but just abuse, violent, repeated abuse, physical, emotional yeah, manipulation of his yes. girlfriend over and over again, like choking her, uh, threatening her with knives to her neck and beating this guy within an inch of his life in a prison in, cell cause he looked JV. at him yes. in a kind of gay way, quote unquote. Yes. Um, and it goes on and on and on of these very disturbing things he did. And then when he dies, it's like, this is to me, just makes me think about redemption and pe- the idea of when, what people can come back from. I mean, it's a totally different situation, but like this, a Mike um, Vick thing where people did, like someone has done gro- yeah. like horrible things, but there's an idea of, for most of us in this country and beyond that people, and for people of certain religions, that you can, people can be redeemed. People can make something good of their lives and that to me is someone who I've been hating on Mm -hmm. for weeks and then when this happens it hits home that um death isn't something I would have wanted no I would ever want to happen and uh that you know no one is really beyond doing something better I don't think death is the answer for someone like him and at 20 is just way too young this is just horrible
1: yeah I mean it it I don't really know what I can say that is any different than that you know it's it's kind of it's a really difficult thing to try and navigate because yes i have not enjoyed anything about him you know but at the same time i'm like all right this is just it's it's all the shit that he did is very senseless and i you know i i don't know you don't want anything you don't want that senseless perpetuated and just become a, a cycle again and again and again um it, it, yeah i don't know
0: yeah i don't know how else to close it out but it's a very sad situation and then also we just found out um i guess like less than an hour ago another rapper jimmy wapo was killed who i'm less familiar with but another situation yeah. another shooting today so uh, a lot of negative things happening to young rappers uh, today not a great day in that regard uh, but we did want to talk about the j-rock album a little mm-hmm. bit because i think everybody here enjoyed it um mm-hmm. alex you want to start off talking about your feelings on the album
1: uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a really good project overall. I mean, it it definitely um, seemed like it had a bit of that that Kendrick influence in terms of like the the sounds on it. It was pretty varied. He didn't really stay on one type of beat. He didn't really stay on one type of flow. He didn't use one type of voice. He varied his voice. He varied the flows. He varied the the um, the beats. He worked with some pretty decent features. I thought. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think overall it's a really fun project. I think there might be like a couple tracks in there that you don't really need, but yeah. there's there's nothing in there that's like- cap out. Yeah. There's nothing in there that, that tanks the project in any way. I think it was a really, really strong showing for J-Rock.
2: Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, dude, the cool thing about like the TDE camaraderie is when you get to see it like on the record, for instance. Yeah, influencing each other. And as tangibly as in, there's one called The Wow Freestyle with Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, he just opens it up and he's like, Kendrick, can we get it? Like back when Top had the red charger. And so you just kind of feel like you're part of their group. And you're like, oh, yeah, like these guys have just been friends. Just making good music for a while. I think you see the Kendrick influence to me all over the record, especially in this one called ES Tales, which is Mm -hmm. my favorite joint. I've been listening to that all week. Uh, So I would go listen to that one. Oh, and when. Win is just such. I forgot about that, but I like that one a lot too. I really like Win. It's the last one. Also, uh, I didn't realize that the future one was uh, from Black Panther was on this album. And you're no Kendrick verse. That part is so crazy. The future part where he's like, "You're so like I hadn't really bumped that song in my car before (laughs) this listening to this album." What do you mean by crazy? It's just so so, like who okayed that? No, it's so bad. It's so bad. I think it's hilarious. It doesn't make any sense. Ah. nothing
0: about it it's like a joke but we, we talked about that on the show uh, six, six months get, ago no. no not now. the singing <laughs> but also just that it was funny how uh, that they announced that at the time that that was going to be like a double single yeah. that it was going to be both from Black Panther and it was going to be on J-Rock's forthcoming album and I thought we joked about how it was kind of like seemed like sliding him To be like, oh, your big single is also part of the Black Panther soundtrack. But maybe in a way it it helped.
1: I think it it actually ended up working out real well for him. Yeah. Because his verse fucking goes. And on this one, it goes even harder because there's no Kendrick verse after. So it's like... That song has
0: been so like it has had such a long lifespan, like you, it still it's, sounds good it's right great. now. And it stands out on this album. Yeah. 100%. And also his, his, uh, I know cause it's been done to death. There's a million different styles that people try, but his flow, and I know he changes it, like you're saying on the album, but, um, man, I like the flow. He gets into it. I know it changes a couple times awesome. on the song, but yeah, ready, ready. you know exactly the part yeah. I was talking about when he's, it's the part in the video when he's spinning around in the barbershop. Yes. That is like, that is so just good. his unique uh, blend right there. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I, it's... <laughs> it's a great project, and I really love the fact that Wynn... Uh, Wynn's the last track on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just love the fact that that's the last track on it, because, you know, not project... For not for me. I don't know. I think a project like Redemption coming back from, you know, that accident and not really being the guy on TDE, but still being the foundation for TDE, he gets his big moment... And the last track is basically like, just go out and win, like he just wants to win, do your best, go out there and do some shit. It seems like this is being uh,
0: received as, as you would expect, as somebody grows for more acclaim, um, better than or bigger than nine double o five
1: nine. Yeah, makes one, sense. Um,
0: one opinion that I'll share on here is Mike English.
2: I was talking to him about this this album, and he said that he thought it was he preferred the nine double o five nine one because he thought that this album was like a little bit more pop it was like too
0: pop for him mike english it was like it's mike english's favorite album by kendrick lamar's damn which is his most pop album yeah
1: wow. we need to get mike english. that's so a that's not op- it's time for us
0: to stop paraphrasing mike english and bring him on the show <laughs> yeah i
1: mean it's it's there's a couple radio tracks on here which are also the tracks i think that are not necessary but they're not bad radio. Like they're not bad tracks at all.
0: Pop. Hey Holland, can you talk about J Cole's verse on? Oh yeah, you know, out of sight, out of mind. It's bad. That's
2: I don't like bad. it. Why? I don't know why it's bad. I didn't think
0: he said anything that
2: interesting to me.
0: And he also said something. Wait, talk. Wait, so the talk song again. Is about making like right. A big part of the song is about being out of touch with the people from before. Yes. Fame. At least that's the part I picked up on.
1: Maybe that's only a part of the song.
0: But then Jay Cole's thing—he well, has a line
1: about—he has a has a line about like the the whole zannies thing. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, methazine uh, Yeah, it's very and much so,
0: like it feels like it was which, taken off of part ex- of KOD. Exactly,
1: and I think it was ah, shit. What is that one song where it's like meditate, don't medicate? Is the was the basic premise of that track. Mm -hmm. But I think I remember when that track came out or, I mean, the album came out, a lot of people were like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're saying this. And I was like, yeah, to a point I, I agree. But I also thought it was pretty obvious that his point was like over, over reliance on prescription or non-prescription drugs to cure your feelings as opposed to communication or meditation or in conjunction with actual,
0: also, there's the thing with J-Rock that's funny about him and J. Cole on a song together is you have the sense that J-Rock very much, not only his sense of it, but he is, I think, seen as someone who's mostly telling his story. Yeah. That's why, I mean, the album's called Redemption. There's, like, very mm-hmm. much of a autobiographical slant there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, J. Cole is telling stories from other people's perspective yeah. a lot of the time. So J-Rock's telling about a story that you think is very influenced by him, and then J. Cole comes in talking about um, the line that most clearly was, like, not him, I, you think, is him talking about... Uh, I'm still, like, my my bitch knows I'm still fucking with my baby mama or something. Which something is, like, ago. not yeah, yeah, yeah. relevant not to his home. real life. Um, and so it's just, I don't know, it just throws you off a little yeah, bit. that's what it was. You said it. What? That's what you didn't really like about it? That's is that he's g- rapping yeah. from someone else's perspective? I
2: don't think
0: he said anything. Like- and it, I just
2: didn't think it was, Just weren't really any bars for me. Nothing mm. stood out. I was listening to it. And it just no, kind of I mean, passed and it was over. And that was that.
1: I think it was a fine feature. I don't think, I definitely don't think it was like, oh my God, he embodied this feature. you gotta
0: bring bars. That's the thing. It stood out yeah. to you. or It didn't stand out to you because. <laughs> All right. We've talked about J Rock. Now we have to talk about durag Fest. Hey, we got Yeah, it's the season finale. We gotta have some upbeat stuff here. Our friend Joe Hedden, who's been on this show, had graphics. And now he's in the Hall of Fame of our guests on this show because he's going national. Old Man Ebro talked about his event. Um, who else? Thundercat tweeted about it. It was on Bossip, Blavity.
1: Jalen Jacoby. Jalen
0: and Jacoby on ESPN. Mm. Everybody is talking about this. And, man, and now we are it's too. fucking... And now we are. And yeah, we're so dope. proud of them. And I, I don't I'm, even know anything about it, really, because I'm not really part of the do-rag culture, to be quite honest. Are you not? No. Okay. They didn't invite me. I sometimes i tweeted a couple images of, of michael scott with a bandana on his head as prison mike i don't know if that was well received um yeah but it's, it's so cool to see and i think it's like they're obviously have just like tapped into like a number of intersecting um yeah. interests and like moments in our in in time right now in pop culture because the way this took off with no real institutional backing like there's nothing there's no one really supporting it other than just a bunch of
1: creatives around the Charlotte area and, and Joe's from the triangle. Well, yeah. And I remember earlier was, I think it was earlier this year or maybe late last year, they did the Durag March. They did the Durag rag in like Moore Square, or Nash Square in Raleigh. So it was kind of like a, I mean, looking back on it, that might've been just been a test run to see what's the reception here. And then not only that, but it was like, all right, if it's a good reception, we can bring this shit to Charlotte. People from the triangle will probably come out people from Charlotte will come out. People hear about it from Atlanta or, you know, Georgia, South Carolina. They're close enough to the yeah. border. and they might come out. Clearly, they did. I mean, it seemed... Yeah, tweet
0: about uh, it has 45,000 likes. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, it, Charlotte, wait, it, Charlotte. I can't say that tweet. Charlotte has a do-rag fest. Why didn't anyone tell me about this? This shit was black as hell. And then it, and then it goes on. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: 45,000 likes. And I remember all weekend... This is viral. I remember all weekend just seeing... Nice. Nice. Yeah. They have all are by the way, they have all now social
0: accounts for the whole thing. Yes. Now that they're becoming a big deal. It's at do rag fest on all platforms. I remember
1: seeing all over Twitter or all weekend on my timeline, just random tweets being retweeted by uh, Joe. I was just like, people's like, yo, when is it coming to New York? When is it coming to Atlanta? You know, coming to this city, this city, this city. I'm and realizing
0: this, that we didn't explain what it was. If you don't know what it was. So it's a, festival we probably for it. it's a, a do rag festival, but it wasn't just that. I mean, Yeah, They have a bunch of cool events happening Mm -hmm. on during it. So they had a lot of people collaborating, doing what they do. So they had a fashion show with a brand uh, based in Charlotte, ran the fashion show. Mm -hmm. They had a stage where there was a number of local artists performing. They had an art exhibition, which seemed like, honestly, the most kind of time-consuming thing that was put together for it. Because they had, all these artists had done different photo shoots or painted things or done vector art that was framed and hung on the walls Mm -hmm. of... um, do either of you remember the name of that place? Because you've been there before, oh, right? It's called, like, the, like Black Market or something? No. No, not Black Sheep. Black um, Mar- Isn't it Black Market Charlotte? It's called Black Market Charlotte. Black yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's, I guess, that's where they had the whole yeah. art exhibition. And, and they had a
1: bunch of, like, fun games and competitions throughout like best waves <laughs> shit like that I mean and then people like and then best e. durag and, who oh who I was God.
0: talking to about coming on this show and then she was traveling or something happened and, and we never had her on the show man she's been one of the stars of durag, of durag fest on social media because she had the durag that went down her back and was it like was a, a cape. whole it was a, red, cape. it was a cape but it, it looked like a beautiful. red carpet going trailing behind her it was her. amazing
1: Um, I don't know what else we have to say about this other than shout out to Joe and the whole team and like, yeah, I mean It's just it's it was a really positive event a lot of fun a lot of creatives coming together really good I don't know just really good community event And i'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with that and where they go with
0: it It's so cool. I think part of what we're reacting to it the way we are is it's really awesome to see something break through Yes, when it's just put together by a bunch of people who are like who we know who are just like let's throw this event and see what happens, and now it's on Blavity and yeah, it was on the breakfast club today. Just I just want you to like play that, but whatever we we'll we'll hook it up later. (laughs)
1: a festival that they had out in North Carolina over the weekend. Now it was all about everything: do rags, guys in do rags, babies in do rags, women
2: matching do rags, women matching their men in do rags, and they even had a wave contest to see whose waves were better. This was out in Charlotte. I was about to say, first of all, Charlotte, the Queen City, one of my favorite places in all of America. But I would like to say that when you're at do rag festival, you ain't got no waves. You are trash. There's absolutely no reason for you to be wearing.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Incredible. Uh, All right. Yeah. I mean, and I think this press run is not over. It's actually no, funny to yeah. watch how how slowly things still happen because it's like this was on Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. The event was on Friday night, and now it's just getting picked up some places mm-hmm. on on Monday. So we're recording this on Monday. So we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited to see. Uh, shouts to Joe, and, and uh, if he had any collaborators he was working real closely with, shouts to them. Uh, damn it, Wesley!
0: If you're yeah. if you're out there, no damn it, Wesley Dave in Charlotte. Uh, Dave has wings; was involved somehow. I think he did some photos for the nice. exhibition. Nice, Yeah, so we uh, Dave.
1: Yeah, looking forward to hearing about the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And after like that. they
0: said, like they tweeted out, don't forget where it started. It started yes. in Charlotte because yes. everyone's going to try to co-opt it now yes. in all the different cities. All right, that's our that's our season. That's our first season of 21 episodes. How do you guys feel? Good. I'm not even going to let you answer. I feel good. I, 21,
2: 21, 21, 21,
1: 21.
2: Remember when we had that joke about him? Yeah. The Hawks game?
1: Yeah. It's been a long season. It's hey, been a long Ryan. Season. We started in January. Ryan, yeah. I feel great about the season. 21. Thanks good. for asking.
0: Yeah, man. I feel good too. And I think that over the summer, we're going to be. You know, honing our craft, we're going to be working on the site a little bit more. Part of what this break is for, if anyone is still listening at this point, is to uh, really build the site up more. Because I think part of what we've been talking about on our end a little bit is just wanting the the site to have more on it. So that mm-hmm. when we do the show, we can uh, talk to guests and have people call in that are more intimately involved with having covered events or covered new music for Super Empty as opposed yeah. to us just doing the show and we haven't been having new articles up all week on the site. So, the summer is going to be a big period for us to do that and get stronger from a content perspective on the site. And then and then bring that bring that momentum into the show in the fall when there will be Beats and Bars, Hopscotch, Dreamville, Art of Cool yeah. and a million other festival things. season. Yeah. So, with all that said, it's time to say goodbye for a few weeks. Bye. Bye, for a few y'all. weeks, for a few weeks until season 2. Peace. 21.